NFL kickoff week rolls on on the Irish NFL show. Delighted to welcome in the main man for the Ireland and the UK uh, with the NFL Sky Sports, Neil Reynolds. Neil, welcome back to the Irish NFL show. It's been a while, but we're uh, we're delighted to have you back on. It's good to be back. I, I always enjoy chatting to you guys. You know, I look on jealously when you have different people on, you know, and I'm thinking, will I get that? It's sort of the all important sort of, it's like writing a second book, you know, do you get the second invite? And to me, this is, I, I don't care what happens from September to February now, this is year mate. So <laughs> great to be here. <laughs> Definitely going to clip that up now, boys, and put that out before yeah. Thursday. Uh, <laughs> me, like, you're, you're talking about February and stuff. I mean, you've had quite a busy, you know, seven or eight months, uh, well, I guess seven months since the Super Bowl, but how have you been during the offseason? Yeah, it's been, um, yeah, busy, busy, actually quite busy time. Obviously, we did the draft, you know, we have the draft on, on Sky. And then after the draft, I get into my season preview magazine. So that's like a couple of months of writing that and then try and get in a couple of little breaks, you know, didn't didn't go abroad this year. Didn't. Uh, well, I went overseas. I went to the Isle of Wight. So I had to get on a ferry. So it's overseas. So I uh, did that and then came back caught a few passes from from George and then everything was like 100 miles an hour trying to get him ready for Canada so uh yeah now back did 32 live last week and yeah ready to get into it now got got that uh last week was get the get the rust off you know, four hour live show and ready to go again yeah as, as you've had some uh some pretty uh sweet interviews over the uh the course of the the summer Neil and um saw your obviously your your preseason predictions and uh what caught my eye because i i think it's a fascinating pick is trey lance you have him down uh for um offensive uh, rookie of the year and obviously in that kyle shanahan system i think he can do so many things just interested when when do you when do you envisage him starting i mean as we, as we record this today he's yet to throw a football this week although apparently he was gripping the ball um during training today but where do you see them making the move from jimmy g to trey lance i think we've got to be looking with trey lance and with justin fields yeah mid-october at the latest and i still think if he if he does what i think he can do in that system i think that's still enough time for him to uh to win offensive rookie of the year i i just I think with, with both those guys, with Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, with Andy Dalton in uh, Chicago, there's a ceiling. We know that they're a, a kind of safe option to start, but I just think Kyle Shanahan's schemed open so many different things over the years with Matt Ryan at quarterback, with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I wonder what he can do with a, with a Trey Lance. And I also think there's the pressure from above, the ownership. Yeah, there were three first-round draft picks invested in Trey Lance, two in Justin Fields. You've got to give those guys a chance to show what they can do on the field, and I don't think you wait until next year. So um, I think it's more my hope of kind of hoping that I see those guys because I think they represent that that kind of exciting new breed of quarterback who can do a bit of everything. So, um, yeah, let's say mid-October at the latest. Otherwise, well... Bears fans will be in complete meltdown by then. I think 49ers might be a bit more patient, but um, only just. Neil, just just looking ahead to this Sunday, the two games, I know you joked last week that you didn't pick them because everybody thinks you picked the games for Sky, but, you know, you just said about the rust and not being doing the show. I know the 22 last week, but week one for Neil Reynolds, what's that all about in terms of, do you change the plan? Do you get into the facilities early as possible? Do you 
have a different kind of run of the mill Sunday compared to normal weeks during the season? No, I try and I try and keep it kind of the similar stuff. You know, I'll do most of my prep Friday, uh, Saturday, make last notes on Sunday morning. Um, you know, probably leave home about two o'clock, two thirty, get to the studios about four, four thirty, probably get to the studio about four, um, normally, and then we go on air at five. Um, yeah, so it's it's getting that you're in your seat by four. So I always want to do an hour of being in the studio ready to go i would say this week maybe maybe half an hour 45 minutes earlier than that just to make sure the it's a new set um yeah cause funny you get all these uh you get the set which looks amazing and you get everything kind of so the viewer sees it looking great and then you suddenly realize i don't have a monitor to watch red zone this may be a problem <laughs> so, um so no try and keep it normal um but you know, you don't. I don't necessarily sort of get there hours and hours before, um, as long as we've got an hour of rehearsal time, um, and then kind of just everything's reacting on the fly and to live stuff after that pregame show. So, um, yeah, just uh, just normally like every fan, then just can't wait, just can't wait for it to get started. It feels weird that it's back after such a long time away, and then after a couple of weeks, you're back in the groove and away you go. So. And like you said, Neil, you've done NFL 32, so you've been, you know, just getting the uh, juices flowing again, getting a bit of the training going. It's like the Olympics this year. You're building up to the main event again for your 18-week uh, haul now of the regular season instead of our traditional 17. Um, Neil, you mentioned about being a fan, and that's one of the things, I suppose, obviously, that, you know, endears you to the NFL community in the sense of not only your journalistic passion, but your fandom comes shining through. You know the game, you love the game, you follow the game. Um, unfortunately for you, you've spoiled the Miami Dolphins, but it does strike me as a fan of another AFC East team in the New England Patriots. You mentioned about the rookie quarterbacks. That's an intriguing division this year. I mean, we have the Alabama quarterbacks, like not since Bart Starr, Joe Namath, Ken Staber. We had decent Alabama quarterbacks in the league. And now Josh Allen, and we covered it on our season preview show, Josh Allen is the veteran in that division. You know, you've got a degree of an interest. How do you see all that playing out, especially with the young guys, with the Jets, the Pats, and indeed your Dolphins? Yeah, the, I mean, it is a fascinating division. I've been doing a lot of interviews in that division, um, you know, the Jets and Dolphins. Um, it's weird. Young quarterbacks now. It used to be Brady for years. Uh, young quarterbacks, but defensive head coaches across the board, which is a kind of unique combination. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I don't know anything about the guy in New England. Never heard of him. Don't reckon he'll amount to much. Looks like he's got a bit of a beer belly when he plays. I wouldn't worry about him. He'll be gone soon. Um, and you can try again. You know, this is what happens. If you think Dolphins after Dan Marino, do you want me to list them? How long have we got? I could do Cleo Lemon, Jay Fiedler. Uh, Harrington. Bad Dante Culpepper. Don't forget bad Dante Culpepper could have been Drew Brees as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> Joey I really Harrington. don't want you to join in. No, I don't need you Brian to join Greasy, in, Mark. who wasn't like his father, Bob Greasy, <laughs> on your Super Bowl. We can keep going, Neil. It's good. Oh, my goodness. No, look, Mac Jones, I think he's going to be really exciting. I think um, it's funny. when you What did Belichick like about Brady? It was, you know, I heard this quote about him. He's like, he has the answer to every question in the test. And, you know, Mac Jones is not going to have every answer yet. But certainly looks like he's very intelligent. He's quick to diagnose stuff quick to get the ball out I don't want to say robotic because that sounds like a negative but I'm saying that as a positive 
he could be a Belichick robot. And I think um, I think Patriots are going to get themselves right back into the playoff mix. Um, you know, Cam was poor last year. You know, Cam Newton was poor, and that held them back. They didn't have a lot around him. They've invested. Um, fascinating division. You know, I think I think Miami are tough. I don't know if they're there yet, and I'm not sure. I'm I, I'm I'm one of those who needs to be shown that Tua is the answer. I'm I'm not about to jump on the bandwagon yet. I think I think it's he's got a long way to go. Um, and then Josh Allen and the Bills, I think they're out in front to me. I, you know, I've made my picks and stuff. I'm picking them to win the Super Bowl. I think he's special. Just before we talk about the Bills, Aaron, it's been fantastic to see preseason games on the Sky Sports Channel in, in Ireland and the UK this summer. I've really enjoyed it. I actually might be wrong. I'm not sure if that's the first time that's happened, but it's it's been fantastic. And it's been good to see guys like Mac Jones and stuff in the preseason. And we'll see how that transits into the regular season this weekend. But even seeing the upgrade now, nearly going year on year on the NFL channel and Sky, seeing that show last week, NFL 32. What was that like for you? Because I know just sitting there as a fan watching it for three or four hours, it was as if, you know, nobody had ever been away. You know, it was almost as if like Baldy and Jeff were standing there with you, like the the new studio it really works it it does and i think what's exciting this year and what people are going to see i do have two guests in the studio with me uh for the first couple of weeks of the season but there will be times where there's just one and we are going to load up on the zoom guests so we've got some incredible people lined up to join us uh on sunday nights because that way we we can we can go for a different guest who we don't have to pay to fly over. We can pay them more to sit in their living room and do it because everyone's got kind of used to watching guests be on Zoom and Skype and stuff. So, um, you know, pray to the Wi-Fi gods that it all holds up. But that's what we're going to do. We're going to bring in um, bring in some big names, bring in a lot of different voices. So I think by the end of a, by the end of a Sunday night, you'll have heard from eight or nine people from the States. And that's what we want to, that's what we want to bring because we're on air for so long. Um, so yes, you want the guys in the studio, but you also want, uh, you know, the red zone highlights, all of that stuff. And, you know, I do feel like we've kicked it on. And I think, you know, Dan Hans has kind of joked last week during the live show, how the hell have you got Trevor Lawrence? And I do feel quite proud when they say that because he's like, we work for NFL network and we can't get Trevor Lawrence, but you know, We've we've worked hard at it. We've you know cultivated good relationships, and uh, yeah, I think people are going. To, I hope people are going to enjoy what they see this year. They're going to hear from a lot of different pundits. Um, you know, all the familiar faces will be in there as well. But you're going to get a lot of big names um, and a lot of good analysis. I think. Yeah, it certainly sounds like uh, lots to look forward to. But I suppose the man who's owned Sundays for the better part of uh, two decades is uh, one Tom Brady, Neil. And an interesting week because we saw the interview he gave where he talked about how, you know, he felt the game had possibly swung far too far towards the offense. And, you know, it, there were the, it was, uh, you know, he, he had been so careful when he wasn't putting, trying to put his receivers in Ray Lewis's way. But we've also seen him come out and um, talk about COVID and how he thinks that that it could be have a bigger impact this year than last than even last year. And I suppose just on those two two things, kind of interested in in your thoughts in terms of offense, defense, and on this year and COVID. 
Uh, definitely agree with what you said about the you know the offenses and the way they play. You know, I sit next to a lot of frustrated defenders or defensive coaches uh, in the studio who get very irate. You know, our beloved Jeff um, hates some of the calls that go against the defensive players. And you know, I think quarterbacks are still taught not to throw their receivers into trouble. They're taught that, but there are no consequences if they do that to the offense as much as they used to be. You know, the, I kind of hear, I sit with, when it's around London games, I talk to older alumni and they're like the middle of the field's wide open now. You know, the middle of the field, you just wouldn't have gone there. Like you said, say, say it's Ray Lewis. You, know, you just run a slant at your own peril then, you know, and now it's like a highway straight down the middle, the tight ends, the slot receivers. That's where some of the biggest production comes from. Right down the middle of the field is like a freeway. Um, and then I agree on the COVID stuff as well. I kind of raised this on NFL 32 Live. I don't think we're out of the woods with the COVID. In fact, I mean, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I saw the headline uh, this week. Yeah, Dallas have had more players go on the COVID reserve list this week than they had all of last season. I don't know if that's a letting down of the guard. Um, you know, Peter King reported that Trevor Lawrence was at a college game this weekend in a luxury box, no face mask. Um, so I just feel like that's going to come up and everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, oh, that is still a thing. That is still a thing. And, you know, we've got to watch for the friction among in, internally with teams. You know, everyone has the right, you know. We all have whatever we've done with the vaccine and I'm double vaccinated. That's my right. That's my opinion. That's my belief. Kirk Cousins hasn't had the vaccine. Carson Wentz hasn't had the vaccine that's not going to affect me and Kirk Cousins or Carson Wentz. But if we're on the same team and one of us can go home or can go and eat with the players in the cafeteria, the other one's got to take his food to his room. Yeah, one's got to have testing every day. One can't leave the city on bye week. One could cost us forfeiting games and the other one can't. One's going to go missing for five days. The other one's not. I, it's going to be, it's still going to play a part, still going to play a role this year. Neil, last year's NFL 22 Live technical issues going live to the Giants facilities. This year, we're the last team to be discussed on the show. I have Giants fans texting me saying, Neil just doesn't like us whatsoever. And I'd say, we haven't given them anything to talk about for the past four to five years. But this year, most Giants fans are actually looking at this team in a good way. I know, having read your preview magazine, you haven't necessarily picked them to win the division, but what's your expectations for the team this year? So I thought they showed some stuff last year, didn't they? I thought there was actually a point where they might have sneaked the division. You know, they won that game at Seattle um, and then kind of hit hit a wall. Um, look, it's all about the offense for me. Um, you know, can Daniel Jones kick on? I think it's been a frustrating summer. Kadarius uh, Tony, you know, Kenny Golladay kind of missing. Um, mm. Feel like that happens a lot with Golladay at the moment. And that's a big money signing. So want to see him hit the ground, you know, can we trust Saquon? Yeah, special talent, but there comes a time when you've done certain things in the NFL where you, you kind of are what you put on film and put on, you know, and Saquon's had some injuries and, and they've that's been a, a constant, unfortunately. So um, offensive line worries me. Secondary is one of the best in the NFL, but it all comes to this a quarterback league. So it comes down to Daniel Jones. Can he show more poise? Um I think they'll be tough on their day, but I don't. I think they'll be the still be the third best team in that division for me. You know, I I think 
I think people get attracted to Dallas, but I prefer Washington. I think Washington could be pretty interesting this year. Then you've got Dallas with their firepower. But who knows? So yeah, this they've got to pick it up. They've got to be they've got to be able to make score more points. You can't win 13-10. Neil, you mentioned about um the impact oh, of Mark's COVID. muted. Good. I, was, Good. I, was just, I don't want any more Patriots abuse. Was, <laughs> Neil, I was actually going to be kind to you because I was going to say, like, oh, Giant, Brian and the Giants fans thinking you're giving out to them. I say you've heard that from 32 franchises saying, oh, Neil just doesn't like us. Neil just doesn't Every, like us. Especially when it comes to picking the games, you know, yeah. which I do have a, I have a say in, not the say. Um, but yeah, I hate them all. All of yeah, them. Yeah, that makes passion. sense. I don't that even like sense. the NFL. It's absolutely rubbish. <laughs> So you mentioned about the COVID impact. Actually, Urban Meyer springs to mind as well. Urban's already got his knuckles wrapped of saying, we're considering vaccination status on our last cut and then having to backtrack very quickly when the NFLPA came out and say, no, 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 we didn't uh, have any consideration of the vaccination status in the bottom end of our roster. But we'll let him away for the time being. Neil, there's another big event happening this weekend as well in Ireland, uh, which is actually being featured on Sky Sports Arena. The All-Island Football Final will be on. And Mayo are a team, you, you may not know this, but they're going in trying to break a 70-year-old year old drought and a curse, a famous curse that exists. There are many curses wow. in the NFL. There is a curse on, you know, the Chargers special teams, I think we're all well aware of. But there is a special curse over the entirety of the Cleveland Browns franchise. With everything that happened last year, with Baker Mayfield seemingly turning the corner... Can they break the curse? I know you picked the Bills, but can they potentially reach the promised land? Uh, I think the Browns are to be more trusted this time around. You know, they've been hyped before. They were hyped in 2019. I went to their training camp. They fell flat on their face in week one against Tennessee. They were uh, they were really disappointing that year. Um, they've got an identity now. They've got good leadership in uh, Kevin Stefanski, I think they everything goes through Nick Chubb. That helps Baker Mayfield throw on the move a bit more. Defense has been upgraded, you know, bringing in John Johnson, those sort of guys. Um, so, yeah, I think the mistake on the lake could be uh, a thing of the past. I feel like they're, um, I feel like it's, for me, it's Buffalo and Kansas City are the kind of elite in the AFC. Then you've got Cleveland and Tennessee are the kind of, ones that could do it if it goes all goes well. And then you've got your kind of Baltimore and Pittsburgh who've got winning traditions. I don't trust Pittsburgh, but you know, I figure that both those coaches will find a way to figure it out. Um, but then it goes so it goes on and on in the AFC this year. Yeah. New England, Miami, the Chargers. Can Denver do anything with all those offensive weapons around Teddy Bridgewater? So why are you all shaking your head? <laughs> Some progress fans shaking their head. <laughs> Michael, no, no, nothing. I was, I, I was a mute. Yeah, look, I, I don't know, Neil. I just don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is. I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is the answer. And hopefully, people from Danbury aren't watching this twenty minutes in. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit safe, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's interesting <laughs> that Teddy is being picked by a coach who's on the hot seat in Vic Fangio, and Andy Dalton has been picked by a coach on the hot seat uh, there with, um, yeah, with Matt Nagy. So. Uh, yeah, just I don't know. I feel like sometimes you want to go with the exciting bit, but these coaches they don't like turnovers, so maybe they're just thinking we'll go steady and down the middle. Yeah, I'm just going to very quickly point out what Mark said there. Uh, Mayo's actually playing my county, Mark, and you know rightly on that there on Saturday. So there is no curse. 
look, if, if Mayo do it, maybe the Browns can do it this year. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Neil, if, if you want to have a watch of it on Saturday, it is good crack. Uh, and then it's over before the NFL starts on Sunday. Um, anyway, look, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, Neil, I watched your appearance and your son George's appearance on Jeff's show. I mean, I was there. Okay, fair enough. I was watching mm-hmm. it and I was listening to it. I was really enjoying it. But for people maybe in Ireland, especially, that aren't aware, you, you, you were over in Canada for the last couple of weeks or for a week. Uh, can you maybe tell us a bit about the NFL Academy, your son's journey, and just how proud you are of his recent uh, achievements? Yeah, so George was at the uh, played for the Kent Exiles locally in the, in the UK, quarterback for three years, and went to the NFL Academy for two years. Um, had some sort of interest from universities across America, um, but then got a, uh, you know, has gone to uh, the University of Ottawa in Canada um, on a scholarship, and uh, yeah, took him out there. It was the most stressful last two weeks. Uh, so he applied for his study permit in May. And it came three days before we flew. And it was like we were literally hanging on, checking emails every day. Uh, MPs on both sides of the Atlantic were getting involved to try and help. Um, but I took him out uh, last Friday. Uh, he started uh, training camp. He's about a week into training camp now, two a days and meetings until nine o'clock at night. Um, but he's absolutely loving it. I came back with some freebies from the athletic director. See that little foam finger? Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with a foam finger. Um, so yeah, he's loving it. He's he's living that kind of football life, um, you know, realizing that it's a big step up from the academy in terms of the playing level. Um, but that's what that's what you want, you know. You want to be uh, you want to be tested. You want to be coached hard. And um, yeah, we we grab little FaceTime messages here and there, but he's uh, either asleep half the time or watching film or in meetings. So uh, yeah, not not getting to speak to him. Uh, as much as we would like because he's been around a lot during lockdown so it's a, it's like a bit like sort of ripping the plaster off a bit quick for our family <laughs> at the moment well we definitely uh wish him uh success uh over there and um i suppose talking of of, of young qbs the the return of the london games and two great matchups after a year off i mean you got broadway zach you got kyle, the, kyle pitts obviously then you got the number one overall pick in trevor lawrence and your dolphins and and all their weapons around around tua um for for you like how how much are you looking forward to the london games and is there anything else that you'll be really looking out for neil um yeah i just thought it was you know the quarterbacks for me are, are really exciting in this one i think Tua versus trevor could have been you know sold out a couple of times over in florida so we're very lucky to have that game um i i'm very keen to see what's been put around them. You know, I think some people like Jalen Waddle, you know, what does he do for the Dolphins? Um, Calvin Ridley's kind of really coming on now with the Falcons and Pitts is, yes, there's loads of young talent, a um, lot of offensive stuff. And, and I'm just really enjoying the fact that the games are back in London. I've been speaking to NFL UK. We used to do the kind of tailgate stuff outside at Wembley, not so much uh, at Tottenham because there wasn't room, but Apparently, we're having a mini pitch installed outside the stadium. So I will be working the morning of both games um, outside, getting them in there amongst the fans, speaking to alumni. So um, actually, that's the bit I'm most excited about because I just love being out there on those game days in the crowd, getting all the atmosphere, doing three or four hours outside, then going in and doing 12 hours on Skype. Brilliant. 
Neil, this weekend's games, you're actually looking for a week one set of games. You know, there's really difficult games and some of them are very difficult to pick. Is there any one game that you're kind of looking looking at more so than others? I know you're going to be looking at red zone and the games in which Sky are shown. And is there any particular team that you will think will cause a shock this weekend? Ooh. Um, so I think there's a couple of games outside of the, uh, the ones we're showing on Sky. I think in the six o'clock window, I think the Chargers and Washington is a really interesting one. See how Justin Herbert does. They've real bit rebuilt that offensive line. Um, and uh, yeah, just to see if that's going to hold up against Washington's front four. So I'll be keeping a big eye on that. Um, how do the Saints fare having to go to Jacksonville to play? You know, that's going to be a factor against the Packers. What does Jameis Winston do? Who is Jameis Winston going to be uh, under under Sean Payton? Uh, that to me is uh, very, very interesting. Uh, and then shock. Um, I'd be surprised if the Patriots keep it to within 40 against the Dolphins. No, 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 I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, I don't know about shocks, actually. I do think, I tell you, I think Pittsburgh and Buffalo, because I think Buffalo are going to, like I said, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. And I think everyone will probably think how Buffalo played last year and how Pittsburgh finished. I think that one would be very, very competitive. I think that'd be a really close game. Do you think it'd be a shock if, sorry, do you think it'd be a shock if the Browns were to go into Arrowhead? I know it, on paper it looks like a shock, but having been bigged up on yes. last season. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's, you know, again, that's, I'm really fascinated and interested with that game. I think that's a really exciting week one matchup. That was kind of an obvious one to pick, although the Dolphins and Patriots are so well supported here uh, in the UK and Ireland. But I think, I think, Anytime a team goes into Arrowhead and wins, that's a surprise. That has to be going down as a shock, even if you're, uh, even if you're one of the better teams in the conference. But I do think those two are going deep into the playoffs. So that's that's a very very um, interesting early season game. But I probably would pick the Chiefs. I'm not sure if I'm doing any pick'em leagues or anything this year, but I don't. I, so I'm, I'm kind of. That's why I've not really started sort of getting really into studying all the permutations but it might be quite nice for the stress levels not to have to do that i told you you might have been doing your pick podcast so i didn't want to delve too much into you <laughs> well i did it so i did i with with both my the neil reynolds podcast and the pick and podcast uh or the game picks podcast i vowed to do each of them for a season until i got a sponsor and then i'd carry them on if i got a sponsor so the Neil Reynolds podcast is on Game Pass and I'm not doing Game Picks, so you can work out which one did well. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it, Neil. I'm a mercenary. You can join our Pick'em League. You know, we're 50 quid a man. You know, we'll see how the season goes, Neil. It'll be 50 fun. quid? That's a week's wages on Sky. <laughs> well, look, um, wrapping it up and just finally, in relation to Sky, Neil, the Iliad was an epic poem over 15,500 lines, which was broken down into 24 books. Sky Sports has supported the NFL for more than 24 years. Now, I think you're up to year 26, 27, potentially, if not more. But you've been a consistent broadcast partner in the NFL, and it has evolved like an epic because now we've got a dedicated NFL channel. You've got Kay Adams coming on, obviously, with Hannah every week during the mm -hmm. season. You've got more from around the NFL, and it just keeps building and building and building. For those that maybe have been buried in a hole somewhere uh, for the last couple of weeks, can you break it down a little bit for us? Exactly what do we have coming up on Sky in relation to the NFL for the 21-22 season? Yes, I think on Sunday nights, we, we know that Red Zone is there if people want to watch 
red zone and just watch that from start to finish. Last year was, I think, the first year that our main coverage outgained in terms of audience, outgained red zone on a week to week basis. And what we try and do is bring you everything. So we're going to bring you the main game, the main game commentary, all the main game analysis, but then we're going to bring all the red zone stuff in as well. We're going to bring you, as I said, eight or nine different voices from across the States, players, ex-players, reporters, uh, TV people. You know, we've got this great tie-in with Football Night in America. Uh, one of their pundits is going to join us every Sunday throughout the season in a rotation in our pre-game show. Um, we're going to have inside the huddle. I think we've got Brian Baldinger signed up all season long for that as well, so he can bring us his analysis. Uh, inside the huddle is going to move to Tuesday, so we can get our teeth stuck into what's happened at the weekend. Overtime will go to a Thursday. Um, then there's all that kind of support programming around it as well. So, you know, we do have a lot, bringing in a lot of our own stuff and then a lot of the best programming from America. And hopefully that does it. When you started talking about poems, I thought, oh, no, he's going to get me to do a roses of red, violets of blue and all that stuff i was genuinely wondering where that was going as well and they like i think if you watch this back and you look at my face i was like where is this going um <laughs> eagle no, i was gonna say eagle steelers at the bills six o'clock on sunday and browns at the chiefs 9 25 on sunday on sky and obviously the thursday sunday monday games uh yeah. they just want to wish you the very very best luck over the next few months i know it'll fly in as well uh we're just buzzing this back and just the very very best for the season and if you haven't got sky folks why is the bop as we say over here and get it as well and thanks a million for your time really appreciate it my pleasure and um do i get a ticket to your london show yes if you do you know what do you want to come as like the main guest or something and we can work that out yeah is that, is that... contact well, the agent yeah maybe I've, maybe i've overcommitted myself now <laughs> <laughs> let's talk let's talk um no I, I do like what you guys do i think you do a great job um you put in the hours and i respect that as well like i said that's a part of it you gotta, you gotta keep building it and keep working at it. And I think you guys, you, you, you do the grind, which is uh, appreciated. So I will definitely see you guys in London. Actually, yeah. thanks a million for your time, though.